We all need to believe that as followers of Christ, there's more. More love for God, more power of the Holy Spirit, more peace over worry, more presence of God each day. We have to anticipate new things in new ways of what he wants to do in our everyday lives. And we cannot allow yesterday to blur the new that he has for us. Today, we de declare there is more. Say it with me. There, there is more. Say it a little louder. There, there is, more. is more. And often, to see God do more, we have to dig deeper. We have to do what we can do so that God can do what he wants to do. There's a story in the Bible, and it's about God working how he works so that he can do more in the people of that time's lives. In 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 15, when a minstrel played, the power of God came on Elisha. He then said God's word. Dig ditches all over this valley. Here's what will happen. You won't hear the wind. You won't see the rain. But this valley is going to fill up with water. And your army, your animals will drink their fill. This is easy for God to do. Say that with me. This is easy he will also hand over Moab to you. You'll ravage the country, knock out its fortifications, level the key villages, clear-cut the orchards, clog the springs, and litter the cultivated fields with stone. It's a precarious situation that Israel and Judah are facing with a formidable foe, the Moabites. Israel had joined with Eden. They're out to the battle. And then in the middle of the preparation, they run out of water. They want to fight, they're tired. They have no water to drink. And in fact, they have come to a point of desperation because there seems to be no answer available. Someone says, try to find this guy Elijah, this incredible prophet. He didn't want to come, but he ends up and Elisha comes in, he says, bring the minstrel, play the harp. In those days, they would play the harp and the power of God would come down and then a word would come from the Lord. He has a word, but it's not a word they like. Have you ever had God say something to you and you obviously didn't want to do it. Anyone here? I'm the only one. Okay. And so in the heat of the battle, or the battle that was to come, Elisha says, now listen, I want you to dig ditches all over this valley. Don't have in mind a storm is coming with the wind and the rain. 
All I'm going to tell you right now is that the valley will have water everywhere. But what you have to do, I know you're tired, I know you're about to give up, I know you're ready to give in, but I want you to go down to the valley and I want you to dig ditches. I want you to dig some more ditches. And what he was doing was, he was telling them how to retain the water when it came so the water just didn't come and move somewhere else. So he said, dig ditches. Do what I say and do it now. God's provision always shows up when we do what he says. May not be logical, may not be reasonable, but God is a God working in ways we can't even imagine to do the impossible his way. And so they begin to dig ditches. Now there's a spiritual correlation here of us doing something that God asks us to do by deciding to dig deeper. Dig deeper in the things of God so that there'll be rivers of healing, rivers of power, rivers of restorative strength, and we'll begin to mount up with wings as eagles. So the word of the Lord on this time change Sunday is dig deeper. Thank you very much. What makes, what makes us dig deeper? Often, it's not at our peak of success. It's not power. It's not money. And it's not fame. But God so often works through pain, loss, weakness. I don't believe that pain comes from God, but I know that we have to embrace our pain because God turns pain into power. And the pain of the cross resulted in the power of the resurrection. And if I, if, I simply, if I simply focus on my pain and I don't embrace pain, then I'm not seeing God working in my pain. No matter what the enemy does to us, God has assured us that he always will bring good out of bad for those that love the Lord God. There are those that are here on this time chain Sunday and you have pain, relational pain. You have physical pain, emotional pain. And in some cases, you're immobilized and you need to see a bigger perspective of where God will work. First, hear about pain in Genesis 3.16. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy. In pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband and he will rule over you. That's where relationship all 
started having pain. Obviously, under the new covenant, no one controls anyone. Through Christ, we are all one in Christ. So we have to come to the end of ourselves so that God can do what he wants to do. And I have found personally that when I am at the point of desperation, I can hear more clearly and I can overcome what I naturally want to do to hear what God wants to say to me. It's interesting that there's a quote by T.F. Tinney. He says, God whispers in pleasure. He speaks in our consciousness, but he shouts in our pain. Sama says, Psalm 40, I waited patiently on the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. And he lifted me up out of this valley of despair, out of the mud and mire, and he, st- he put me on this ground and helped me as I walked along. He has given me a new song, a hymn of praise to God. And the Bible says many will see what he has done and will be amazed and they will put his trust, their trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we wait patiently on the Lord. We we listen to the sound of God. And he has a distinct sound. (laughs) And it... (laughs) We set that up pretty good, didn't we? (laughs) (laughs) And he will speak and he will say exactly what we need to hear. And right now, as I'm speaking... There are words being given to people in the room of what to do. And sometimes it is repentance of our sin. Sometimes it's breaking off a relationship. Sometimes it's going back to school. Sometimes you lose your job because you're supposed to start a job. Sometimes when your closest friend betrays you and you are pained by that, you can stay in pain, but the way you get out of pain sometimes is you do what God says, like forgive and pray and bless. I've done that a lot, haven't you? Pray, praise God, love, bless, forgive, and after a while, God heals our pain because we were digging deeper in God's love. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And when we dig deeper, we go after God with our whole hearts, and we become more spiritually thirsty. Reminds me of that day in the rain when I took that picture, and this pops up every few months here, where it says, keep thirsty, my friend. (laughs) That was a different kind of thirst, but (laughs) how many know God can speak through all kinds of signs? And the Lord spoke to me, be thirsty, my friend. Those that are guests, we're talking about Jesus here. (laughs) Second Kings 3, he says, dig ditches. The power of God came on Elijah, said, dig ditches all over the valley. Here's what will happen. 
You won't hear the rain. You won't see the rain. But this valley is going to fill up with water, and then there would be a miracle. Hosea, one of my favorite prophets, says, Oh, that we might know the Lord, that we might press on to know him. He will respond to us as surely as the arrival of dawn and the coming of rain in the spring. So that when we go after God, when we, he beckons us in our desperation back to our Bible, when he calls us back to that intimate time of prayer where we are waiting on God and we are listening to his voice, in that moment, while we want an answer, God is developing a hunger for him in our hearts. And he wants to do that in every one of us today. It's interesting that in the Bible, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is referred to as a river. A river because a river is moving. A river is in a flow. The Dead Sea only has the Jordan River coming in. It has no outlet. So when we liken the water coming in the valley, the water speaks also spiritually in the Bible of the Holy Spirit. And when I become a a river that flows through me, God is able to do what he wants to do. If I only have the river flow to me, then, and I, it doesn't flow out of me, I become the Dead Sea. Often, people do not receive the teaching of the word because they're only Flow, the river is flowing in, but they're not flowing out. And so God says, I'm not teaching you anymore until you do what I asked you to do, and then I'll give you more. This morning, we're talking about there is more for us. There is more of the river. There is more of God. There's more love for God. There's more that he wants to do. And this week while I was swimming, I kept getting this word new. I want to do something new. And then Fred Rogers, right before the service, prayed about new wine and new wineskins. And I felt like he was saying, Alex, I want you to see what I see because what I see is new. What we sense this morning in worship is not something old. It is something new. And what it is, it is a flow. It is a flow of the Holy Spirit. And the flow of the Holy Spirit wants to flow not through the chairs, not through these lights, but he wants to flow through us. And he wants us to be uh, simply a person that is ready to see what the Spirit is saying and then to flow. Hallelujah. It is about the flow. It's interesting that we are just 21 days away from Easter. Three weeks from today. Holy Week will begin with Palm Sunday. Wednesday, we have this incredible time with the cross. We call it one night. Friday at noon, we'll have a one-hour beautiful Good Friday service. And then we bring our guests and we come on Easter Sunday and celebrate the resurrection of Christ. I sense that there needed to be in the next 21 days a time of everyone digging deeper. 
Many of you know that in the Christian faith, there are churches going back hundreds of years ago that 40 days before the resurrection, they celebrate what is called Lent, mirroring Jesus who was in the desert for uh, 40 days fasting. A part of that, I believe, is beautiful because it's a call for repentance of sin. It's a call for self-denial, not by our willpower, not by what we can do, but by the mighty grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. To deny ourselves to say yes to Jesus. To say no to what we want to do and yes to what God wants to do. We're setting aside on Holy Week three days of fasting and prayer on that 24th, 25th, and 26th. We'll have noon prayer meeting here. And I have a sense that this is not another Easter. I'm, a, I'm believing every person will bring one person that needs to know the real Jesus and experience the power of the resurrection in their lives. We have thousands of cards that are available that we can invite a friend, and let's expect that we're going to have more people on that day come to faith in Christ than in any other time in the history of our church. I'm believing it, I'm believing it, I'm believing it. Verse 20, uh, read it with me together. Verse 20 of 2 Kings 3, everyone. In the morning, it was at the hour of morning sacrifice. The water had arrived, water pouring in from the west, from Edom. A Interesting, no storm. Interesting, no rain. But they looked out, and all of a sudden, what appeared out of nowhere, the river was starting to flow. But the river was not going to flow and leave. The river was going to remain in the valley because they had been digging the ditches. But the bigger purpose was this. When the valley was full of water, the, media, the Moabites were up looking and somehow they saw the water and the rays of sun as red or blood. And they interpreted that these three kings had turned on themselves and they had killed each other. And they came out of the mountains just so excited, but that was not the case. The Moabites were taken out, but God used the river, that God used that valley of water to actually bring a victory to Israel. And God did something great because they were willing to dig ditches. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I stood back and I watched that story. It was like the Lord was saying, Alex, you set up plans and you have this and people say, well, we're gonna do this and we'll do this and that and we'll do that. And yet God has something so much bigger that he wants to do in his ways. And we have to dig deeper and let him do some things he's never done before. I was arrested, not by the police, but I was arrested. <laughs> I was arrested by the Holy Spirit this week, and it was kind of life-changing because I've been kind of digging deeper and spending more time and going after the Lord. And the scripture came to me, Psalm 55, verse 22, and it says, pile your troubles 
on the shoulders of God and he'll carry your load and he'll help you out. It was like a revelation and I felt like the Lord was saying, take all of these things that you have and I want you just to take your troubles. How many have troubles? Raise your hand. And if you don't have any troubles, I want to see you and get your autograph right after. <laughs> How many have troubles? Raise your hand high. Okay, some didn't raise your hand. But, but we have to, in the middle of that, I felt like the Holy Spirit says, you start piling all your troubles on the Lord and let me work the way I want to work and be happy. Be happy. Be happy. Be happy. Be happy. Be happy, be happy, be happy. When we do those things, things begin to change because now the river is beginning to flow through us. And the Bible says here that we just read that they had a flash flood filling the valley with water. Jesus prophesied about a flash flood of the Holy Spirit, which would come after his ascension. And he said, if anyone, in John 7, 37, he said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come and let him drink. And what he was talking about was not drinking something in the natural. He was talking about drinking of the Holy Spirit, of allowing the Holy Spirit to come with greater measure in our lives. And when the Holy Spirit begins to come with great measure, something happens inside of us. There's a flow out. Yesterday, I finished my sermon. I was on the way to the gym. Kept hearing the Holy Spirit say, take that Jesus movie, go down the street, Take the evangelistic package, put it on a doorknob, and then one more doorknob. I said, Lord, I want to go to the gym. <laughs> and I intended to go to the gym. Been a hard week. But I went out, parked my car down the street, and went to the first house, prayed over the house, put it there, went to the next house, the next house, next house. Then I came to a house I was putting on, and all of a sudden, a car comes up in the driveway. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> I walked over, and the lady put down the window, and I said, oh, I have a gift for you. Uh, this is a movie about Jesus. And she said, oh, thank you very much. And I thought, wow, praise God. And I went to another one. And I got in my car, and as I was going out, there was a red car stopped, and in our community, there's like a, a gate going out to the back uh, part of Lake Mary, and she was just sitting there, and I thought, wow, this could be an opportunity. And I put down the window, and I said, can I help you get through? And she said, yes. So I thought, wow. So I got out of the car, and I go over, and I said, I want to give you this movie about Jesus. And, and she took it, and she's looking at it. And uh, she's very interested, and she said, oh, your church is here. And I said, where are you from? She said, I'm from China. I live right down the street here. And she wanted to know if we had Chinese translation, and that was a word. We need somebody to tran translate Chinese anyway. Uh, she may be here this morning, but uh, amazing. I said, can I pray for you? See, God sets things up. And the flow is what we do when we leave here. The flow is following the Spirit of God and letting Him do what He wanted to do. And I prayed for her, and it was really a great time. And I had such a great swim uh, yesterday after I obeyed God. How many know there's more? Say it with me. There's more. There's more. Say it again. There's more. Say it again. There's more. Say it again. There's more. This series is called The One. 
You are the one. I am the one. And there are all kinds of ones out there in the community. Thursday, something happened here. A man who's been coming to our church, who lives in his car, we've been trying to help him, thought about the one, a lady, who, Eusenia, who was parked in a Walmart parking lot for four months with two kids. And when we heard about the one, then Juan Garnica, who has a heart as big as the world, decided to be the one. And he gets in his car and he goes all the way down to a Walmart a long ways from here looking for a white car with a mother with two kids. And he goes all over the place. Finally, he finds them outside in this white car. They're walking around. But the car's broken down. The mother doesn't have a job and they have no food. Now, to make a very long story short, Juan went to someone, the one, and that one person is helping her. She starts a job tomorrow at nine o'clock. And the one, that man and his friend, are helping them in some other areas. And then the one is a mechanic somewhere going to fix the car. So it is about the one. It's about the one. So when we talk about the river, we're not talking about just God bless me. God fill me. Churches are full of people that are 100 people in the congregation that are full, but they're not flowing. <laughs> this is about a flash flood of the Spirit, so we have a flow when we're here. So in the guest room at the end of the nine o'clock service, there was a psychologist or counselor or something, first time to our church, and she's standing there, okay? And all of a sudden, the Lord, I, I kind of like had a word, and I gave it to her, and she starts crying, okay? So, my God, what is that? That's the flow. That's why everybody needs to have the gifts of, of the Holy Spirit, of prophecy, of words, of the, of the word of knowledge, of the word of wisdom. Why? We're talking about flowing. And when you say what God says, the big deal is it's able to say no to what the devil's saying. And after a while, we get into a revival. Revival is not in the city. The revival doesn't happen in the city. Revival is for people who once were alive that are revived. If a person is swimming, if a person is swimming, and all of a sudden, they're there not breathing. They need revival, okay? Lost people don't need revival. Those people need an awakening. They've never been revived. So revival happens to us. We come alive. And now we begin to flow with the Holy Spirit, just like they did in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. They flowed in the Holy Spirit and they took the power from the prayer meeting into life and they literally turned the world upside down. What would happen today that the rain, and we've already been exposed to the rain this morning through worship, hopefully through the sound of that horn out there, that the Holy Spirit wants to rain upon us so that down there's a river. And here he spoke about the Holy Spirit's power, praying in the Spirit, being Pentecostal, being aggressive, wiping out the enemy, being confident. Stop 
getting in the river of pain and staying in the river of pain. Get in community with other friends that can help you and can pray for you and you'll get through your pain. Hallelujah. Because he'll change everything. Hallelujah. 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 We need it to rain. 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 We need it to rain of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No one leave for a moment. Thank you, Jesus.
like a river. Come like a river, Holy Spirit. Break down everything in the way. Holy Spirit, break down the barriers in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come, fall, fall, fall upon us, fall upon us, fall upon us. Right now, in the presence of the Lord, I felt like there's a, a river of healing, and this healing is for hearts. And there are many here that are, in bro are broken, and your heart is broken. And right now, in this atmosphere, the Lord is putting, and you may want to put your hand just on your heart in this area right here, and I think all of us probably need some healing in our hearts. I feel like the Lord is saying specifically to emotions. And that hard hearts are becoming soft. Oh Lord, heal our hearts. Touch our spirits. Oh Lord, heal our hearts. Touch our spirits and make us whole. Make us whole. Make us whole so that we can flow like a river. I pray make us whole again that we may worship you in spirit and in truth oh Lord heal our hearts and make us whole so that we can worship you 
in spirit and in truth. Take away our bitterness. Take away our resentment and make us whole that we may worship you. Take away our confusion. Take away our confusion so that we may walk with you. Make us whole, make us whole, O oh Lord, so that we can worship you. Come like a river, come like a river of life, Holy Spirit. Break down every hindrance, Break down every impediment that we may worship you. So make us whole, O oh Lord, we pray. Make us, make us whole, we pray that we may worship you. And show us, show us, show us the way that we should go. Show us, show us the way that we should go. That we may follow you. Heal our hearts. Heal our minds, heal our bodies, and make us whole, make us new, so we can worship you. Make us new, that we may worship you, that we may worship you that we may worship you. Make us whole. Make us whole. Make us whole, oh Lord, make, oh Lord, make us whole. Make us whole. Make us whole, oh Lord, I pray, make us whole. Make us whole, make us whole that we may worship you, that we may worship you, that we may worship you. For only you are to be worshiped, Lord. You are the true God. And we bless you. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We bless you, we bless you, Jesus. Let's just lift our hands to Jesus. We lift our hands, O oh Lord. 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 And we say hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we lift our hands, O oh Lord. We lift our hands, O oh Lord. And we bless your name. Only you are worthy of our praise. We lift our hands and we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sing that word, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
are bowed and our eyes are closed for just a moment. We never end a service without giving friends an opportunity to experience the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and have their sins forgiven. This cross reminds us that we have access to the forgiveness and pardoning of our sins, that no matter how bad we've been, how much guilt we carry, how many regrets that are aching our souls, that Jesus says, come, and I will forgive. Come to me, and I will change your heart. In just a moment, I want to ask those that need to be forgiven of your sins just to lift your hand and just do it in obedience to Christ and the Lord will change your life. If you need to be forgiven, put up your hand all over the building. Put it up, yes, yes, put it up, put it up. Over here, yes, over there, put it up, put it up, all the way in the back. Put it up, say yes, yes. Say yes to Christ in the balcony. I wanna ask everyone that lifted your hand just to walk here right now. Come right now, come right now. We're gonna have a short prayer for you. Maybe you didn't put up your hand. Come right now and just stand here for a prayer. Yes, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, come, 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 come. Come to Jesus. Come, 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 come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come, come, come. Come right now. Come. Come to Jesus. From the balcony, walk down. You might think I'm too bad. That's not what Jesus is saying. You think about how good Jesus is. He will forgive your sin no matter how bad it is. You come to this altar right now. Come. Come right now. Over here. Come in from the balcony. Come from the balcony. Come from the back. I want to do something we normally don't do. So if you're a guest, forgive me. I want you in a moment just to turn to somebody and say, do you need Jesus? If they say yes, walk down the aisle with them. Just do that to the right or the left. Just say, do you need Jesus' forgiveness? And if they do, walk down the aisle with them. Come down the aisle with them. Do it right now, wherever you are. Come, 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 come. Anyone needs come? Anyone needs come? Yeah, right here, yes. Yes. Right here. Look at this. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right there. Right there. Right there. Come. 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 Come to Jesus. This is your day. Yes. Yes. Right here. Come. Come right now to Jesus. Come. Come right now. Be forgiven of your sins. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. How many know Jesus is flowing right now with the Holy Spirit? <laughs> We're going to pray a prayer. For a moment, think how good Jesus is. And he's going to forgive you of your sins. You're going to give your life to him. Your next step is declaration through water baptism. And your life will be changed. Pastor Dave is our pastor of new followers. He's going to take you on the side for two minutes. So let's all say this prayer. Just say it in faith. Jesus, I put my faith in you that you took my sin on the cross. I confess and believe God raised Jesus from the dead and he's alive. I turn from my sin. I repent of my sin. I abandon my life to follow Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Give me your grace and the gift of righteousness and eternal life. You prayed that prayer. You're in the family of God. i to ask you to just go with them. Come on, go with them for just a second. Go with them.